You know, as you start to look around, you see color in this church. Color, diversity. I, you know, <laughs> Faith Builders Church has all always been about diversity. Diversity. There ain't gonna be a Chinese section in heaven. I can promise you that. Ain't gonna happen. No, we're all gonna be there together. Every color, every creed. And you know what? Whatever those things are that separate us, and that's what the world is really all about right now, is divide, 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 divide. Praise the Lord. You can just get liberated from all of that in an atmosphere where God is. He doesn't look at you for the color of your skin or the language that you speak or whether you're Democrat or Republican or whatever you are. God loves us unconditionally. The more we can join together under the leadership of this church, the better we can all become to be a light to this world. Amen? Well, I have a message this morning. Thank you so much, Pastor Barb, for allowing me to speak this message. And I'm going to speak a message of hope. I'm going to speak a message of joy. I'm going to speak a message of love. One thing that I know that love never fails. I know that hope deferred can make your heart sick. And without joy, we don't possess the strength of God. Title of this message is Courage, Faith, and Bold Action. And I'll tell you, if you're going to want to be a light to this world, you're going to need courage. You're going to need faith. And you're going to need bold action. The Bible is, I mean, emphatic about those three things. You take one of those things away, and what do you have left? Faith and action. But I don't have the courage to go out and do it. You take away faith, and it's courage and action. But you don't have faith. You take bold action out of there, and it's just courage and faith. But I believe that God is calling us, the church, into incredible heights. And, and I'll tell you, it's easy to get caught up in the way things are in your life and church globally and all of those things. You get caught up in the way things are, and then all of a sudden, you start to make long-term decisions on based on short-term results. You ever been there? Like, where are you, God? Like, where are you, God? He's, he's in the same place he was the last time you checked in, and he's not out there. He's, he's in here. He's right where he's always been. He knew that the problem that you face was going to happen on the first shiny day of your endeavor, Maybe you took a new job or a new, made a career change or something along those lines, and isn't that an exciting time? It's exciting. And sometimes we go into these things a bit naive into understanding that there may be some things that might get in the way of the pursuit of what it was that God called you to do in the first place. Am I talking to anybody? You know, the Bible doesn't, claim that you're going to just skate through life. 
says that there will be persecution. It says that there will be difficulties. It says that there will be all those kinds of things. But those things aren't there to stop us. They're there to help us clarify who we are in Christ and to move beyond those things. And without courage and without faith and without bold action, you'll never fully realize the potential that you have. I've read many books in my life. I've got lots of fancy pieces of paper and frames, you know, in my office and in prominent places in my life. But none of those things are going to give me what I will possess when I act with courage, act with faith, and act with bold action. Nobody cares what's written on those pieces of paper. Nobody cares. And you know, maybe you've gotten a degree or maybe you've gotten some accolade or, or some certification or whatever those things are in your own life. And maybe you felt great the day you were able to take that over to Michael's. Remember when you went to Michael's and you went to get to the frame department over there and you're like, oh, wow, I wonder which frame I should get. Oh, this is really special. This is such a big day. Right? All, everything's fresh and shiny and new. Praise the Lord. So you pick it out, and then weeks later, you get that thing back, and you, oh, look at that. Wait, honey, get my picture real quick for Facebook. Get it out there. I mean, let everybody know I did this thing. <laughs> Trust me in this. You'll never learn what I'm talking about by reading it in a book or passing a test, a written test. And I would say that's true even with the Word of God. I know a lot of people that know a lot about the Word of God, but they read it from a Logos perspective. Just means that they read it like you read the newspaper. You know, it's information without the, whew, the inspiration, right? But Just because it's shiny new on the front end doesn't mean it's not shiny and new in the middle and on the other end. Some things have to start only to end. Some things have to end so that we can have a new start. But do yourself a favor and never make long-term decisions based on short-term outcomes. If something is to fail in your life, realize you did not fail, it failed. It failed. Never despise small beginnings. Just don't do it. I would, I would preach with the same enthusiasm and the same anointing and the same preparation to 10,000 people as I would to one. Do you realize that Jesus himself, the Son of God, chose to minister to one woman at one well at one time? This is the sovereign maker of heaven and of earth. Don't despise small beginnings. Don't worry about the temporary outcome. Don't make decisions about yourself or about others or about the circumstance. 
that would limit the capacity of the gospel of the good news of Jesus Christ that's alive in you? Remember, where's God on your best day? Right in here. Where's God on your worst day? Right here. Romans 12, 1 through 5. And it says, so dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you, he's begging, to give your bodies to God because, all, because of all he has already done for you. All that he has already done for you. It took courage, it took faith, and it took bold action for Jesus to finish that for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind that, oh, that's right, he'll find acceptable, not the person that's about to stab me in my back. Yeah. This is truly the way to worship him. I love praise and worship, and Alex, you do a fantastic job leading this team. Thank you, praise and worship team. But listen, if I don't have courage, faith, and bold action in, in, in who I am in Christ, okay, just being real with you, then I can lift my hands and clap my hands all I want, but my life's going to continue to go the same direction as always gone. It says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. Wow. But let God, I mean, when I read that, it's like, like I have to let God, like little old me, I have to give permission to God to allow that transformation to a little old me? Oh, yeah. Actually, it's not little old you. It's, it's great and mighty as you. To let God transform you into a brand new person by changing what you do. No. By changing your mood. No. By changing the circumstance. No. By reading your Bible. Well, maybe. You're getting closer. Right? You're getting closer. But changing the way you think. The Bible's not a Logos newspaper informational document. It's alive. And it's there to transform you and transform the way you think about yourself, about others, about God, about your situation. Then you will learn. Oh, man. This is the part that Pastor Barb labors over and over to get to then you will learn to know God's will for you. You're willing to just be a good student of that. Like, I'm okay just the way I am. You could say, well, you know, I'm just this, or I'm just that. You know, this is my job. This is, you know, you're almost apologetic for what you are, right? Don't apologize for nothing. You are a man of God. You are a woman of God. You have potential in you that goes far beyond anything you could ever ask or think, but you got to get to the point of changing the way you think about yourself, others, God, and your circumstance. And as you do that, then, it says then, then you will learn to know God's will for you. Until you get that settled, 
You're just in this repetitive cycle of thinking yourself of something less than who you truly are. I promise you whether you uh, make millions of dollars or you make hundreds of dollars, none of that is going to matter when you stand before God. You're not going to be able to go and say, well, God, I made millions and millions of dollars. I built all these big buildings and edifices, and I did all of these wonderful things. You know what the Bible says about that person? It says, get away from me, you worker of lawlessness. I never got to know who you truly were. You never knew who I was in your life. I'll tell you, both the world and people in the church can make money. No difference there whatsoever. You get out there and work hard and you, you bust your butt every day, man. You can go out there and make all the money in the world you want. Nobody can stop you from doing it. So it's not about what you're paid for your time, although God will bless you. Don't misunderstand me. Wealth is an incredible thing. But if you're seeking first the dollar ahead of your purpose and you're determining who you are based on an hourly wage... You're in bigger trouble than you think. You got to get you got to change the way you think. Because then you're going to learn to know what God's will is for you. And man, some of you I'm turning you inside out. Man, I get it. I get it. It's like, "Well, wait a second here, Pastor Paul. I mean, man, I got a family to raise, I got this to do, and I got all this stuff to do and listen, the whole world is stuck in do have, do have, do have. Do more, have more. And that is a, I mean, that will, that will ring you ragged, man. I mean, you'll be doubting yourself over here and, and patting yourself on the back over there, and it's all going to be behavior that can somehow bring more stuff into your life. I've never met a person yet who found happiness from their stuff. I don't care how much stuff you got. Go get all the stuff. And you're still, if you don't have the understanding in the way you think about who you are in Christ, you're going to be searching for more and more stuff all the days of your life. You're never going to find it, man. You're going to be building everything you can figure out to build. It's not going to bring the satisfaction who you are. Your body is a living sacrifice for the things of God. And he is for you more than you're for yourself. <laughs> Goes on to say, it says, because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I beseech you this warning. Uh-oh, what are you warning me for? It says, don't think you're better than you really are. Don't do it. Well, look at me, and look what I've done. Look at, look at all these things, and aren't they wonderful? And I did all this. Just be honest in your evaluation of yourselves. Measure yourselves by, oh, the faith that God has given to you. Just as our bodies have many parts, each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body, and we all belong to each other. This is a revelation that the church needs to understand. If you're dependent on what I can bring to you, or Pastor Lonnie, or Pastor Barb, and that's, that's it, trust me, there's people that are walking through those blue doors to sit in one of these blue chairs, and if you look to your left and you look to your right, 
That person sitting next to you is the person you're called to, to be a part of the church, to do your part in the church. Oh, no, no, that's the pastor's job. Oh, no, that's the elder's job. Oh, that's what they do. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, how many people can I possibly intimately influence? It's hard. You're setting yourself, the way you're thinking about it is setting yourself up for something that's going to be less than. You're called to each other. You're called to each do your part in the body of Christ. You're called to the person in the blue chairs around you. You're called to lead people out there through those blue doors. That's what you're called to do. If you really want to find happiness, you really want to find success in your life, seek first the kingdom of God and your right standing to do it. And that's where a lot of us get caught up. Well, I don't know if I could do that. Boy, that sounds really difficult. That sounds really unusual. Wow, you know, why doesn't the pastor just, you know, get an advertising agency to advertise and just, you know, bring the people in that way? Why don't we just do it that way? Because it's a critical part that you play in the sharing of the gospel of the good news of Jesus Christ. And it will, then you will learn to know God's will for your life rather than the counterfeit, rather than the worldly way, rather than what your, you know, your unsaved person would tell you to do. Yeah. Joshua 1, 6 through 9, I love this. You know, we're only talking about changing Israel's history right now in this passage. It says, be strong and courageous. Wow. We've been walking around this mountain for 40 years. No courage. No strength. God's been preserving the shoes on our feet. God's been giving us the manna every day. God's been doing all this stuff for us. And it's wonderful. You know, when you, when, you, when you take moment by moment by moment of your life and you start creating that momentum in your life, it's wonderful, man. Just get on your surfboard, man, and just ride that wave and cheer on the other person. Isn't this wonderful? This is great. Well, guess what? There's an end to that wave. That wave is going to hit the shore. And guess what? You're going to have to develop new courage, take your little surfboard under your arm, and swim back out there. You might not hit the big wave the first few times you go back out. Does that change who you are in Christ and what you're willing to do for God? You see what I'm saying? Some of you are excited about that. And you're like, nope, nope, nope. I learned that lesson. I know my purpose. And man, there ain't nothing going to deter me. I'm willing to go back out there with my surfboard, paddle upstream against the waves, get back out there, put my feet back on the, that, that surfboard. And I'm, I'm going to look for the next wave of God to take me right back to shore again, only to go back out again and do it again. With a smile on my face, a pep in my step, a glide in my stride. Man, you're not going to know that I'm having any difficulties in my life. I don't wear my feelings on my sleeve. I don't make long-term decisions based on short-term outcomes. Won't do it. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Hope you join me. I hope you do. If you're looking for satisfaction, trust me, you ain't going to find it in another way. You're just not going to find it. But he says, if, you know, be strong and be courageous, for you are the one 
who I will lead these people to possess the land I swore to their ancestors and would give to them. Now, is he asking Joshua to do it all by himself? Hey, Joshua, man, you're it, buddy. Just get out there and make it happen, okay? And don't take anybody with you and don't expect anything out of anybody else. Now, we have a pastor sitting in our front row, Pastor Barb, who has been told, be strong and courageous. That strength is not going to just come for her to put all that weight and all that burden on her back to make that work. It's going to take every single one of you. You've been led here for a purpose. You've been led here for a reason. And God wants to use you. And you're going to have to develop courage, faith, and bold action. It says in verse 7, be strong and be very courageous. Be careful to, oh, 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 my goodness. Oh, that's the O word. Oh, my goodness. It says, be careful. Careful. Think of a new baby. How careful you are. Be careful to obey all the right, I'm sorry, all the instructions Moses gave to you. Do not deviate from them. You know, the deviation part is really easy when things get difficult. It's called distraction, right? It's called self-preservation, right? Don't deviate. Turning either to the right or to the left. So don't get distracted. Stay focused. Then you will be successful every once in a while. It says then you will be successful in everything you do. Study this book of instruction continually. Get that book off the shelf, man. Dust, put, get the dust off that thing. Get a pen and a piece of paper. Study. Learn. Meditate it on day and night. Be sure to obey everything that's written. Now, the, the everything can be difficult, okay? Okay? But if you stick with courage, faith, and bold action and who you are in Christ, you'll be on the right path. You really will. Let, let, make, make a reasonable uh, covenant with your God to say, God, I'm willing to do everything I can, and I expect you to do the things I cannot do for myself. Right? Get into a covenant. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. Hmm. This is my command, be strong and be courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Oh, man. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. That's Old Testament speaking right there. The Lord your God is with you. He's no longer with you, he's in you. I'm telling you, and there is such a profound difference there. When he, was, when he created Adam and Eve, he was in them. They sinned. He came and said, where are you? Separation between man and God for the first time. And you see the Old Testament, this, this kind of thing. You know, God's with them, God's not with them. They obey, they don't obey. And it's up and down and all over the place. 
But never forget what Jesus said when he returned back to his disciples upon his resurrection. He said, I want you to go into an upper room. And when I go back to my father, I am going, he is going to fill you with his spirit. You got a better covenant, right? The greatest force to ever be known lives and abides on the inside of you. Most of the things that would cause you to become discouraged are things that really cannot affect who you are in Christ in any way. Let that sink in. Just let it sink in. Cast all your care upon him because he cares for you. He knows what you have need of. He does. Your best day, your worst day, and every day in between. John 14, 15 to 17 says, If you love me, oh man, there's that word again. If we could just, you know, some of you just get a little black sharpie and cross that word off. Praise the Lord. Just cross that off. Praise the Lord. But it says, If you love me, obey my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another capital A advocate hmm, who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all the true things about who you are and who the world is and what these circumstances are. The world cannot receive him because he, it isn't looking for him, and it doesn't recognize him. But you know him because of what? He lives with you and now and later, and this is after his death and his resurrection, and later will be where? Wow. It's a game changer, guys. It's a complete game changer. Most of the church hasn't quite realized yet because they haven't, converted their way of thinking into a supernatural kingdom way of thinking, and then therefore cannot, and I want to go back to that scripture in Romans, because it says, it's not till you do that, then you'll know God's will for your life. And I'm telling you, it's a game changer. You, you got to turn all your clothes uh, inside out, and you got to look weird in front of other people. And, you know, I'll I tell you, the, the choices that Jennifer and I have had to make to have people that, that we knew in our spirits to do, and the criticism, and the, I can't believe you're going to do that, and oh my goodness, are you really thinking that through, and all of those kinds of things, right? And then, you, of course, you got your own personal problems, right? Those circumstances that I could just say, well, no, I'd rather, I'd rather make a long-term decision about how I'm going to choose to live today based on this set of circumstances, Boy, it cost you everything. This is why you've been bought with a price. You're not your own anymore. You gotta, that's a change of thinking. It's a change of thinking. I, I cannot do this on my own. I'm not equipped to do this on my own. Man, you know, when, 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 when a pastor tells you, I want to pray for you, it's not like, well, okay, yeah, let's just pray. It's, yes, let's pray. Yes, I need prayer. Yes, I need change in my life. Yes, I need a different way of thinking about my life because I want the joy of the Lord. I want the peace that passes all understanding. Don't expect that your, your life and what you got started is just going to be a 
easy walk in the park. But what I will tell you is the secret that I've learned is that whatever I got to go through, that's fine with me. Praise the Lord. Good with me. It is well with my soul. I'm not convinced about this circumstance. Convinced about who I am as a catalyst to that circumstance and how I can bring better peace and God's will into a situation. And I'll tell you, in a natural realm, those kinds of choices are typically contrary to what everybody else would want in that situation. Not here to perform my will. I'm not here to just work hard and, you know, go to God and someday and say, praise the Lord, I did everything I knew to do, and here I am. I want it all. I want to make a difference in this world. And I know you do too. But I can't do it without courage. I can't do it without faith. I can't do it without bold action. Think of bold action, what that means, in a circumstance that's contrary to the way you know it should be. What does that look like? What are the risks that you would need to take? That once you hear the voice of God, once you understand what it is that you're to do, wow, 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 wow. Imagine what could happen. Don't get focused on what you're going to lose. Focus on what you're going to gain. You're going to gain. 1 Peter 5, 6 through 11. So humble yourselves under the mighty power of God and at the right time. Oh, at the right time. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, now would be the right time for me. So if we could just get on with that. Yeah. At the right time, he will lift you up in honor. Give all your worries and cares to God because he cares for you. Live by example, not by exception. That's what that says to me. Live by example, not by exception. Goes on, it says, stay alert. Watch out. Your great enemy, the devil, prowls around like a pipsqueak that thinks he's a lion. What a pathetic it, I mean, just ridiculous being. Imagine knowing God the way he knew God and to make the choices that he made. Hmm. Looking for someone to devour. The Bible says, stand firm against him. Be strong in your faith. Remember that your family of believers all over the world's going through the same kind of stuff you're going through. You ain't alone in this, guys. You ain't alone. In his kindness, God called you to share in his eternal glory by means of Jesus Christ. God called you to your circumstances. Nope. No. God called you to share in his eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus. So after you've suffered a little while, I don't want to do the suffering part. I just want to have the, you know, glory to glory experience. Well, if you're going to go from glory to glory, two places, right? Guess what? Is in the middle of that. 
<laughs> you're, you're, you're going to have a heartbeat there. And, and this stuff here, that, that's where you get to learn who you are. That's where you get to, I mean, do incredible works. Because most of the stuff we're dealing with, we're not aware of that we're dealing with. Without awareness, there's no opportunity for change. So you might as well just go through whatever it is that God's called you to go through with a smile on your face and just a great level of expectation. And man, I'm going to maintain my courage. I'm going to maintain my faith. I'm going to maintain bold, bold action. Yeah, make a difference in my life and every life I'll come in contact with. It says, so after you suffered a little while, he will restore, hallelujah, just say restore, hallelujah. He'll support, he'll strengthen you. He will place you on a firm foundation again. Wow, all power to him forever and ever. Amen, amen. Count it all joy, guys. Count it all joy. Your arrival is Christ. You hear that? Many are the plans of a person. Many are the things that he wants to do or she wants to do. Many, 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 many. We're all looking for a place that we can arrive. And what I'm telling you is if you've received Jesus Christ as your, as your Lord and Savior, you have arrived. He is the rock to stand on. You've arrived. Renew your mind to that, okay? Philippians 2, 12 through 18, dear friends, you've always followed my instructions when I was with you, and now that I'm away, it's even more important. Work hard to show the results of your salvation. <laughs> not not how, how great you are and how many pieces of paper you can put up on the wall behind you. Work hard. I look at my life and I say, I do everything is unto him. I don't have a boss. I have people I respect in positions above me, but everything I do is unto him. And that can be challenging to do. But I promise you, it's very, very rewarding. It says, obeying God with deep reverence and fear. There's that obey word again. For God is working in you, hallelujah, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. Do everything without complaining and arguing. Ooh, where's that doggone Sharpie? I gotta get that out of there. Oh, man. So that the one, so that no one can criticize you. Live clean, innocent lives, children of God. Shining like bright lights in the world, full of crooked and perverse people. Hold firmly to the word of life. Then on the day of Christ's return, I will be proud that I did not run the race in vain and that my work was not useless. But I, I will rejoice even if I lose my life. That's what. Trust me, most of the stuff you're dealing with, you don't have to worry about that happening. Pouring it out like a liquid offering to God. Just like your faithful service is an offering to God. And I want all of you to share that joy. Yes, you should rejoice. And I will share your joy. Last scripture. And it, this just really spoke to me, and, and I think it'll speak to you as it relates to courage, faith, and bold action. 
and being consistent with those things. Luke 8, 43 through 48. A woman, just say a woman. Any woman. Any man. Me. You. A woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant problems. I know this is focusing on bleeding. 12 years. She could not find a cure. What does that tell you? Well, she went everywhere all the time, every time, man. She was, I mean, putting money down and, you know, borrowing from Peter to pay Paul to figure this thing out. Coming up behind Jesus, wonderful place to be when you're <laughs> following God's will. She touched the, fr the fringe of his robe. Immediately, the bleeding stopped. Who touched me, Jesus said. Everyone denied it. Peter said, Master, the whole crowd is pressing up against you. What are you talking about? Jesus said, someone, say this word, deliberately. Deliberately touched me. And I felt healing power go out from me. When the woman realized she could not stay hidden, she began to tremble and fell on her knees in front of him. The whole crowd heard her explain why she had touched him and that she had been immediately healed. Daughter, he said to her, your faith, hallelujah, your faith has made you well. And she got to go in peace. Was that a whole bunch of do have, do have, do have, do have, do have? It was. It was. But in one moment of God's favor, she connected her faith to a source that was greater than the problem, and immediately she was healed. Hope deferred makes your heart sick, guys. Whatever the heart, whatever's in your heart, trust that God put that there. Don't lean to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. He'll direct your path. Make the choices with courage and great faith and bold action. Start with what you can do. Talk to your neighbor, hallelujah, about Jesus. Invite them to church, that friend, that relative. I promise you, even on your job, people are sharing things with you that have nothing to do with the business you're conducting, but they share something intimate with you that had nothing to do with what you're doing with them. Why did they share that? Because they need ministry. How long has that person who said that to you been seeking for the solution to their problem? You are the carrier of Christ. I want to make sure that everybody in this room knows Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. This entire message means nothing without that. I got to tell you, it, there's not many ways to what I'm talking about. There's one. There is only one. Those who have received Christ as your Lord and Savior never forget 
the power and the influence of the gospel that lives inside of you. It, it's there. There's nothing missing or broken in that gospel. So, you know, understand that part. Understand that you are called to courage and faith and bold action once you receive that gift. The more you act on that, the more of everything that God can have, that God has rather, can be given to you. So let's say this prayer together. If you're ready to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior for the first time, the second time, the hundredth time, the Bible says today is the day of salvation. Yesterday is gone, and here we are today. So just say this prayer together with me. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I commit courage, my faith, and bold action to demonstrate the power of the gospel within me that I'm receiving even right now. Holy Spirit, come live inside of me. Forgive me of all my sins. In Jesus' name I pray. And all God's people said, amen and amen. Hallelujah. Give it up for Jesus this morning. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's not going to change. He's not going to leave you or forsake you. You are equipped. You are equipped for the work of the ministry that you've received. Amen.